Hello and welcome to Today in Sports Betting. No, wait. Scratch that. Let's try that again. Hello and welcome to the rebirth of Today in Sports Betting. I'm your host, Doug Reed. You can follow me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed 34. That's Doug underscore R-E-I-D 34. This show is brought to you by Sports Ethos, formerly known as Hoopball, the new and improved rebranded Sports Ethos. If you follow us or have followed us for the past couple of years, you've known us as a great basketball show, great basketball site with a lot of information, fantasy on wagering, and we're expanding beyond that. Going to grow other sports, specifically on this show, we'll be talking all sports, all the four major North American sports uh, from NBA to college ball, NFL to college football, MLB, NHL. We'll even get into a little golf, uh, a little MMA. It's not exactly my expertise, but we've got some guys here who speak to that quite well. So I highly suggest you follow us. You can find us at sportsethos.com. Go there, head there, check us out, our site, our packages, our information. I also highly recommend a couple of Twitter accounts to follow. One is Ethos Wagering. That's E-T-H-O-S Wagering. And that's going to be all the guys in our wagering department. Picks, thoughts, comments. We put out a free play there every day, which has been doing fairly well for the past couple months. Uh, The second one I suggest is Ethos Fantasy BK. E-T-H-O-S Fantasy BK for basketball. This is the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. We get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition, provides more analysis. It's amazing uh, the content that we put out. Whether you're into fantasy basketball or looking for information wagering in a game, nothing better than getting a tweet to show... Excuse me. Jimmy Butler's in. Jimmy Butler's out minutes before the game. Information that uh, you need and that you want. And we tweet it constantly throughout the day. So I highly recommend following Ethos Wagering and Ethos Fantasy BK for basketball on Twitter. So we're going to start off the show today. A little segment I like to call Strategy Session. We'll get to uh, some picks later in the Hitting the Board section. But the strategy session is something I'm going to touch on in the upcoming shows. And I'd love to hear your feedback, your thoughts, comments, ideas that you'd like to hear. Again, hit me up in DM uh, on my Twitter at Doug underscore Reed 34. And today I want to talk about the magic number in sports betting. So everybody's got an account. Everybody has a bankroll. And everybody wants to keep that bankroll positive in the black. You don't want to keep adding funds. We'll talk about bankroll management at a later date, size of bets at a later date. But for today, the magic number in sports betting. I think this is important. Whether you're a casual casual better, which I'm going to assume uh, everybody listening to this is. I don't imagine a lot of pros are going to be um, listening into this show. Um, whether you bet daily, whether you bet weekly, whether the kind of person just sits down to Sunday and uh, puts a few dollars down on games in the NFL. I think it's important to understand what the betting market's all about and what the magic number that you're trying to achieve is. Basically, what I'm talking about is the winning percentage. What do you have to win at in order to have a positive ROI, a positive return on investment to grow your um, your bank? And that number is 52.4%. You need to win 52.4% of your bets to have a to basically break even 
if you're above that, so let's call it 52.5%, you're going to have a positive ROI over time. Now, this is under the assumption, and I'm just talking, I'm a little bit more of an old school um, kind of better. Uh, I, I look more at sides and totals and games, typical lines of minus 110. And when I say a line of minus 110, I mean you're betting uh, $110 to win $100. You're betting 11 to win 10 is a standard par, uh, uh, parlance for that. Uh, or you could bet one unit and you would, or $100 and you'd win $90.90 back. But for this conversation, basically one unit is 1.1 or 110 to win 100 back. And if you do that over time, you need to win 52.5% of your bets to make money. Now, this doesn't include money lines. This doesn't include parlays. This doesn't include props. Those are obviously uh, a wider uh, wider variation of spreads. When you're dealing with props, you can get a lot of plus numbers. Money lines, you're going more into the negative, more into the plus numbers if you're picking the underdogs. But traditional numbers, and this isn't me. I'm a back of the napkin writing some numbers down. This isn't me doing a deep dive into my uh, records or my numbers or research. This is... 80, 90 years of betting history. This is Las Vegas telling us. This is the sports books telling us. This is professional gamblers telling us that if you want to win and make money at this venture, you need to win 52.5% of your bets. Now, for someone who's new to this or someone who's who's only been at it for a year or two, you might think, that's not that hard. Basically win a little over half. I can do that. The fact of the matter is, though, when you look at the numbers, and you crunch it over time. And if you've done this for a while, you realize it is very hard to win over half the bets when you're dealing with spreads, when you're dealing with totals. And the reason I bring this up is not to tell you that what you're doing is wrong or what you're doing uh, needs to be adjusted, but more so as a word of caution to um, uh, to everybody out there and all the information that we're being bombarded, bombarded with. As sports is being legalized across North America, this industry is going to explode in the next few years. I fully believe this industry is going to explode. Uh, and you're going to see more entrance in it. You're going to see more advertising. You're going to see more experts, pros, touts, whatever you want to call them, come into play. I've already seen it. You know, you can go on uh, Facebook, you go on Twitter, uh, you go on Instagram, you go on TikTok, and everybody's spouting uh, their record of what they've done. And I think if you see anybody that says they win more than 52, 53, 54, maybe 55% of the time, you need to seriously question uh, their numbers and look deeper. Not saying it can't be done, but I think you need to look deeper. You'll see a lot of times people, you know, post I'm 60 and 20 in the NFL this year. That's a 75% clip. Now, if they're betting lines and totals and winning 75% of the time, they are making a huge amount of money, their bankroll. Fact of the matter is, I'm going to call BS, and I don't think they're doing it. They may be running money lines. They may be taking the huge favorites on money lines. You may be uh, taking a Green Bay at minus 350 um, over Jacksonville, repeating that over and over. Sure, you maybe do win three quarters of your games, but your bankroll is not growing. Not, it's growing, but it's growing very slow. And in my opinion, you're adding way too much risk because especially in something like the NFL. Jacksonville is not going to be Green Bay very often, but it's going to happen once in a while. Um, You're going to see the odd upset. Uh, And then your bankroll or your totals get blown out of whack because those crazy low money line uh, plays that you're taking are going to hurt your bankroll when you lose, which you inevitably will lose one or two. 
So just a word of caution, uh, 52.4% is the number we should all be striving for. And we'll talk in future shows about volume betting. You know, if you're making one or two bets a week, uh, 52.5%, you do the quick math, it's going to take a long time to make a lot of money uh, or any money. But that's right. It is going to take a while. Uh, so if you're making higher volume, higher number of volume bets, you can make money a little quicker. However, I think the important thing to realize is as casual sports bettors, what are we in it for? If you're the kind of person who just tunes into the Super Bowl, adds some money to your account, takes a bunch of props and bets that one game, then great. Maybe you bet a little NBA or college basketball and then you ramp it up in March Madness and then you don't do anything through the summer. No problem. But if you're the kind of person who has a bankroll, it doesn't matter what size, $50, $100, $500, $1,000, doesn't matter your bankroll size, but you want that bankroll to not only exist, but slowly grow, then you need to realize what you're shooting for. And that's 52.4%. Don't have a, don't put $100 into your mybookie.ag account and think, you know what? I know sports. I can double and triple this. My buddy told me he ran a parlay and he won, you know, plus 300. I can do that. I can make that 100 four or 500 bucks in a couple of weeks. Sure you can. You can also make that $100 in a week. So I think it's very important. Realize that the history of odds making, the history of gambling has shown us that if you're taking the traditional lines, the sides and totals, 52.4% is the number that you're trying to achieve. So just thought I'd throw that out there for a little uh, thought. Any comments? I'm sure there's plenty of people out there disagree. And I know, I know you can beat that number. Uh, not, sorry, not beat that number. I know that number is a lot lower if you're playing parlays. If you're taking nothing but money line uh, underdogs at plus money. Obviously, it's going to be below 50%. More risk involved, in my opinion. But nonetheless, it can be done. But I would love to hear any feedback, any thoughts, comments. Disagree with me as you will. Or <laughs> as you feel free. Love having a good discussion. Just hit me up on Twitter. Uh, any thoughts or comments? Love to hear from you. Okay, the next segment I want to get into today is really what today in sports betting is all about. We're going to call it hitting the boards. The boards, this, the, the sports boards. Right now we're looking at uh, some NBA, a little college basketball slate. I think there are there's nine games in the NBA tonight. I think there's about 18 uh, in college basketball. Not a lot of interest there for me. Uh, in the NHL, there's two games. I've really been fading the NHL uh, this year for quite a while. Just the COVID protocols, uh, the game cancelization, cancellations, really, really tough uh, to pick the NHL. It's a hard sport at the best of times. So today we're just going to focus um, on the NBA and college. going to start with college basketball. Not a huge, great slate yesterday. Huge slate tomorrow, Saturday. I think there's like 120 games uh, scheduled. Not a lot of marquee matchups. Uh, today, this is kind of the same. One of the best, their most interesting is Marquette at Georgetown. Marquette it comes in at uh, minus two and a half, total of 153 in the game. I like this game. Hopefully going to be able to watch it, but I don't think I'm going to be in on it. It's kind of a fade. I like Marquette at that number at minus two and a half. Uh, they come off a good win against uh, Syracuse. I was on the orange in that game. I lost that one. Uh, with Shaka Smart as a head coach, I think they're getting to his Havoc system, but I think it's still going to be a year or two away. It's still not his team. He took over Marquette in the summer. And I know at the transfer portal, you can flip a team pretty quickly in college sports these days today, or flip the personnel on the team, but I don't think he's there yet. Uh, he's been They've been inconsistent. They've had some good wins, and they've had some not-so-good wins. So on the road in a Big East matchup, I like that number, 
but I'm a little hesitant. Georgetown, on the other side, has been even more inconsistent to me. Um, I, I can't get a grasp on them at all. They've been off fade for me for almost the entire year. I think it's going to be interesting to Big East to see how both these teams do. I'm actually quite excited um, to see how, how they do because Georgetown had a great run last year, won the Big East tournament, in fact, uh, but lost most of their scoring and most of their talent. And haven't been able to recoup that. So I'm not expecting big things out of them. I've just found them very, very hard, uh, hard to play. Uh, going down the board, 7 p.m., uh, Cleveland State travels to Pittsburgh to play Robert Morris. Now, the story in this game is the total sits at, or pardon me, the line is Cleveland State minus eight and a half. I think that opened around minus five, minus five and a half. It jumped way up when late last night it was announced that uh, Rasheem Dunn, Robert Morris's point guard, leading scorer, leading everything kind of, uh, well, not leading everything, leading point scorer. He's scoring 12.8 points per game, just over four assists, just under, just under four rebounds a game. Kind of a do-it-all point guard uh, has left the program at this time. I don't know why, but he's left the program. So that puts Robert Morris in a little disarray. I know the total was about 146, 147. It's come down to 142. Uh, I don't like this line at eight and a half. I did like it at minus five uh, for Cleveland State, but I'm going to fade that. But I think I'm going to be on the total um, and the over. Cleveland State uh, has a decent offense and Robert Morris's defense has really struggled. Now, at first blush, you would think with Dunn off the team, their offense is going to struggle as well. I actually think it's going to open up uh, some opportunities for some guys. They've got some some decent scoring behind him, but also it's going to cause a little more chaos. Maybe that's a little more turnovers. Maybe that's a few more points for Cleveland State. Maybe that's a little more pressure, a little more broken plays, threw more a few more shots put up for Robert Morris, hit them or not. Cleveland State gets the ball because Robert Morris is weak uh, on rebounding as well. A few more state, uh, a few more points for Cleveland State. So a 142 total, I like the over uh, in this game. I think I'm going to put that in the wager pass. The wager passes are Sports Ethos on our Sports Ethos site uh, for subscribers. You get our wager pass and you get daily picks. You get anywhere from four or five to 10 or 12 picks a day from all of our, myself and my colleagues, uh, our handicappers at Sports Sports Ethos. Uh, other than that, there's not a, there's some interesting games, but not a whole lot on the on the board. Uh, the night ends around 8.30 with Xavier at Butler, and which should be a good game. Both these teams, I've really struggled to uh, handicap this year. So Xavier's minus 6.5 right now on the road at Butler, total 130.5. Um, if I had to lean one way or the other, I'd probably lean Butler. I just like the home team getting almost a touchdown here. Uh, I think Xavier's definitely the better team. Um, but kind of an up and down season. So I'm not really sure which side I would go there. Uh, but if I had to lean one or the other, I'd probably take Butler. We, we uh, at Sports Ethos, we have a brand new daily fantasy partner. Now, I know we're talking about wagering here, but most people are into fantasy sports as well. Or a lot of people are going to be into fantasy sports as well. Uh, as well. Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app. It's a great app. Or thrivefantasy.com. Use the code ETHOS, that's E-T-H-O-S, when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus uh, for your first deposit up to $100, plus either two or four uh, free game tickets that you can play on their site. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when they, when they, when they hit the props. On the players with the most money, win a share of the nightly prize. Check out Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast and advice uh, for the winners, which we've uh, we've got a great uh, DFS basketball podcast. Uh, again, the code 
is ethos, E-T-H-O-S, and that's at thrivefantasy.com. Thrive is T-H-R-I-V-E. So it's a different way to play props. Not your traditional props, but it is a great app and it's a great, uh, great new product, great new company we've partnered with, Thrive Fantasy. Check them out. Um, now, on to the NBA. There are a few games I like here. Uh, what did I say? There's, about, there's eight games. There's, there's been a, f- a couple just hammered again by COVID protocols. Uh, starting with uh, San Antonio at Philadelphia. Philadelphia is currently, I have them six, minus six and a half, total of about 217. And San Antonio um, has been, in the last 24 hours, been hammered again. Uh, well, not, not again, but hammered, hammered by protocol. So Keldon Johnson's out, Devin Vassell's out, Derek White is out, uh, and Doug McDermott's out. For the Sixers, you got Tyrese Maxey, he's been out. Danny Green's questionable, so who are they going to start at the point? Uh, not really sure. Uh, probably Corkmaz be in there, uh, Seth Curry. It's Danny Green against questionable, but they still have uh, Joel Embiid, and they're playing at home. So at six and a half, I really like this line. I think it'll be on the Sixers uh, minus six and a half. The total, I'm not going to touch that. Who knows what San Antonio team shows up? We saw that in Toronto recently, uh, where they got blown out, and then I think they went into Boston the next day and beat the Celtics. So at six and a half, it'll definitely be a play I'm on. Um, but won't be touching the total. The next game, Milwaukee at Brooklyn. Giannis is expected to play. Um, Drew Holiday, Connaughton, and DiVincenzo. Holiday and Connaughton, I think, are in protocol. DiVincenzo's out with an injury. Uh, the Nets are only missing Joe, Joe Harris. So Brooklyn's currently minus five, total 228. Not sure if... Uh, this is a fade. This is a fade for me. Giannis is back. I'm sure he'll be fine. You never know, though. First game back from uh, uh, health and safety protocols. And with the, the big three at Brooklyn, they could they could win this easy or they could keep it tight. Um, I'm going to lean Brooklyn, uh, catching five or giving five points, maybe. But in general, it's going to be a fade. Next game up on the board is Utah traveling to Toronto. Now, when this game came out, I checked it last night. And I don't think this was posted anywhere. It's more just a potential future line. And it had Utah at about minus one and a half, minus two. News basically hit shortly thereafter. Gobert's out. Connolly's out. Bogdanovich is out. Ingles is out for Utah. They're basically fielding a G League team tonight. So what happens when that occurs? The line flips and it flips huge. Raptors currently sit minus 11 and a half. And I actually jumped on this at 11 and a half. So I took the Raptors. I never take a favorite. I rarely take a favorite in the NBA at this size uh but the raptors have been playing well lately and we saw a similar instance in this just after christmas when golden state come to, came to toronto and uh, sat all their stars curry didn't play draymond didn't play um pool didn't play uh Iguodala didn't play basically they played their g league roster and toronto absolutely blew them out and that was just when toronto was getting healthy they're fully healthy now they're gonna have siakam at the five he's been playing uh the five no go bear playing uh, Hassan Whiteside is listed as questionable, uh, but even if he plays, he's not he's not playing a full game. So you're going to have uh, Siakam at the five. You're going to have Freddie Van Fleet running the point. Uh, you're going to have um, the rest of the, the Raptors starters who have been playing well. Uh, OG Ananobi, um, Barnes, Trent Green. Sorry, 
to hit a blank there for a second. You can have all of them playing. And the thing with Toronto that I think is important in a game like this is their coach, Nick Nurse, loves to play his starters. He has no faith in, for example, Malachi Quinn, who's the backup point guard. So I see those five guys, uh, certainly Van Vliet, uh, Siakam, and Anobi, playing well into the third quarter. You know, three quarters of what could be a blowout. And even if they don't blow them out, uh, you know, if they get to 110, 120 points and they're playing the majority of the minutes in those games, like I could see Van Viet get, get getting 35 minutes and I could see Siakam getting 35 minutes. So I don't think this game remains close. I think it's a Raptors win and I think it's a Raptors big win. Um, might even be worth looking at some props in that game. I know in that Golden State game a few weeks ago, I did play, I think, a uh, prop with uh, Van Vliet and his point total. Maybe a points plus assist. He's probably going to be looking to get 22 to 25 points uh, in other six to eight assists. So potentially worth looking at. I'm not doing the prop tonight, but I am on the Raptors minus 11 and a half. After that, we go to Dallas. Uh, Dallas is traveling to Houston. Currently, the Mavs are favored by two, two sixteen and a half total. Um, I'm actually surprised this is Dallas minus two. Uh, my model has Houston being a slight favorite. Uh, Doncic is, is doubtful. Uh, Porzingis is out. And if I, I'm going to watch this as it gets closer to game time. If Doncic isn't playing, I'm definitely t- going to be on Houston. If I can get any kind of plus number with Houston, uh, I'll be on them. So right now, it's Dallas minus two. I would probably take Houston at that. I'm going to watch and see if it gets down to minus one, one and a half, closer to uh, even. Uh, And I I think I'll be on Houston in that game. Next game is Minnesota travels to Oklahoma City. The T-Wolves are five and a half point favorites, uh, 215 and a half total. Uh, This this game's a fade for me. Uh, I do like the way Minnesota's been playing. I do like the way OKC's been playing. They are fun to watch. That Josh Giddy kid is lighting it up. Um... But this is just a little too close to call. After that, we go to Chicago. Washington's in town. Uh, the Bulls are favored by six and a half, 223 as a total. Like this game, Washington's been just too inconsistent for me lately. One game good, one game horrendous. Games they should win, they lose. Games they should lose, they win. Is from what I'm seeing. Chicago and uh, DeMar DeRozan has been lights out. They've been playing great. Uh, but going to pass on this one tonight. Sacramento uh, travels to Denver later at night. Sacramento, uh, sorry, Denver's minus eight and a half, total 224 and a half. I actually like Sacramento here. Ever since Luke Walton uh, was unceremoniously shown the door, um, I'm, I've been watching Sacramento, won a few games with them. I don't think they're going to win this game. They're probably not really that close, but eight and a half points does seem like a lot of points. I know Rashawn Holmes is out for the Kings still. Uh, but I'm going to look, <clears throat> you know, I'm going to lean, I, I'm going to call this a lean on the Kings at eight and a half. I can get around eight and a half closer to game time. I probably, uh, might pull the trigger, but I'm definitely leaning on the Kings. Second last game is the Lakers. They're hosting the Hawks. Lakers are favored by two and a half totals, 227. Uh, Bodanovich and Qu- Collins, uh, Bodanovich is out for the Hawks. Collins is questionable. I would lean the Lakers in this game. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not really sure what to do with them this year. Uh, they've, they've been a tough call. LeBron has been playing great. They got him at the five lately, and he has really been playing well. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to f- pass on this game as well. The final one, Cleveland heads to Portland. Cleveland's favored by five, total of 216. I don't know what to make from Portland. Lillard's out. McCollum's out. Out for a while. Nance is uh, out. 
I don't know who they're dressing these. Well, I mean, I know who they're dressing these days, but um, that's a tough team to. That, that's a tough, tough spot to be in when you're when you're facing a young Cleveland team who's been playing really well. You know, Anthony Simons is going to start at the point from what I can see for Portland. Uh, Nazir Little, he's been a good fill-in, but he's just not what Nor- Norm Powell. Norm Powell runs hot and cold. When that guy is hot, he is lights out. When he's cold, he's lights out as well, and he's not doing much in the dark. So uh, I would lean pretty heavy lean there in Cleveland. Um, well, not a heavy lean. A lean towards Cleveland at minus five. Uh, in the total, I won't touch. I'm not touching the total. Not on any totals tonight. So basically, uh, I'm on the Sixers minus six and a half. I'm already on the Raptors minus 11 and a half. And I think if Doncic's news breaks that he's not playing, I'm probably uh, on Houston. Those are the three games I like the most. And then maybe late at night, a little lean towards Cleveland. Uh, at Portland. So that wraps up uh, today's show for the most uh, for the most part. But one thing I want to remind you, not remind you, but tell you about uh, before I sign off is Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Um, if you haven't already went there, I highly recommend you go there. You can use our coupon HoopBall20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0, HoopBall20. You get 20% off uh, on your order and free shipping. Also, check out, uh, you need to deposit money somewhere if you want to get in on these games tonight. So check out our, our pals at mybookie.ag. Also use the code HOOPBALL. It's on the third page when you sign up, and it'll unlock a deposit match bonuses there. Mybookie.ag. You'll see a lot of promos uh, thrust from those, for those guys. Great site uh, and great book if you're looking to uh, get in on some of these games. So, again, thanks for tuning in. To the rebirth of today in sports betting, I'm Doug Reed. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Doug underscore Reed 34. Also, Ethos Wagering, follow that on Twitter. Great tips, free play of the day you're going to get there, coming out every day. And whether you're a fantasy basketball guy or not, or girl, or not, uh, just a basketball fan, and this helps with wagering. Follow us at Fantasy Ethos. Sorry, follow us on Twitter, Ethos Fantasy BK. Uh, great info, timely information. That the uh, the Donchins info, Donchins info I need for that Houston game later tonight. Um, that's where I'm going to be getting that. I'm going to be getting a text. I know it. I'm going to be getting notification from Ethos Fantasy BK. His status as soon as it goes one way or the other. So have a great day. Have a great weekend. Lots of uh, NBA, lots of college basketball. Big NFL games this weekend leading up to the uh, college football championship game on Monday, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Have a great weekend. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.